In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, heh, she's fine. No big deal. Don't worry. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it is I, the Q-Diggity Dog, up in your ears, and I thank you for listening to this podcast. You are a man-beast, a stud, and I appreciate you. And I'm in the studio with my lovely wife here at Moran World Headquarters. Honey, give a salutation if you desire. Hola. Hola. Woo, she's getting bilingual up here, huh? (laughs) that's good honey uh thanks for being a part of this episode today because when we say she's fine you know we really mean it there's nothing going on before we jump into that please make sure you keep exercising the email coach at man vs marriage podcast.com coach at man versus marriage podcast.com a little bit of Facebook action. You guys are uh, signing up for the page, and I do appreciate it, at MVSM Podcast. And check out the website. Sign up to get more information about Man versus Marriage, the podcast. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm thinking about what you just said. Don't worry, she's fine. I'm thinking <laughs> in my head, I'm fine. Just fine, whatever. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. We're good. Hey, honey. Fine. How's it going? I'm fine. Fine. You mother... <laughs> That's basically I would what it never is. out loud. So here we go. We <laughs> are going to get into this episode right here real quick. Another crazy good communication. And you know, body language, words, attitudes all create crazy good communication. It can go crazy bad at the drop of a hat. But here's where we are. She's fine. Don't worry. Everything's good. Now, the way we spell fine in this instance is F dot i dot n dot e because it's actually an acronym for freaked out insecure neurotic and emotional <laughs> and that that was my wife's idea just in case somebody starts i stole getting it chippy. from a movie italian job it's not mine i stole it but i love it because it totally fits me <laughs> right it does so You know, it's like, I think as a dude, if you're observant, you know when your wife is going to lose her crap. And it's not always about you, but there are times where things go on in her world that you're just not aware of, and she has that look in her eye. Like a cat on a hot tin roof, or a cat in front of a dog, the hair's up, the claws are out, the tail's at attention... And she's ready to strike. And um, it's and not always that bad, but I'll tell you, you know when she has that look in her eye. Watch out, boys. She's kind of blue. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, though, a lot of times, the guys tend to look at that and think, oh, God, what I do? Shit, she's mad at me. what I do? She's pissed. Something happened. And you start playing in your head all these things that maybe you might have said, maybe you text something. Maybe something happened today or you forgot something today. Don't don't go there. Please don't go there. Because Quincy and I will tell you in this particular instance, this had nothing to do with him and everything to do with me 
and life. True. But he got the, um, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. Just, just keep working. We're good. I wasn't, I wasn't good. <laughs> I could tell it was a phone call. <clears throat> it was a phone call and I could tell things were just not fine. So I'm going to, is it cool for you to give uh, the example here, honey, of kind of what went on and then we can get into the idea of um, what we as guys can do? This is the journey episode, so we just want to tell the story of what happened. Well, okay, so all this craziness happened um, with COVID and blah, blah, blah. I hate giving any credit or even discussing this stupid thing, but um, at when everything started... I had originally planned, we were supposed to be leaving town for nine days. We were excited. We were getting happy, go away, naked time, no children for nine days. Yeah. I, I was on my happy cloud and I was not coming down. And so before we left, we had agreed we were going to do our normal meat order, which we do every three months. We stock, we plan it out for the next three months of meals and we bring it home. Okay. This is a five day process. We plan it, we buy it, we pick it up, we bring it home, we split everything up, we freeze it. So I'm in this mode. This is what's happening. I've ordered my food. I'm ready. I'm going to go. And I show up at the store that I've made this ginormous order with. And thanks to all these idiots who have cleared out the shelf and panicked, my food is not available. So this whole week I'm thinking, oh, no, dude, I pre-planned this. We were ready to go. There was no stay home order yet. We were good. Now I've got all my kids and my husband and myself, and I'm thinking I don't have food coming. This this doesn't work for me. Empty cabinets, empty freezer. This does not sit well with Jeannie ever, ever. Um, Quincy and I can go back several years, and we could have three boxes of cereal. I will go buy three more because I know those three boxes will be gone in two days. I hate cereal. <clears throat> we don't eat it anymore. Don't panic. Calm yourself over there, mister. Um, so anyway, I was getting antsy because I was trying to figure out how we were going to fix this problem. So I'm searching. I'm trying to find things. We were able to order some stuff online, have things shipped to the house, but meat was the big deal. And I was working with different avenues. So we were doing okay. Then the day comes to go pick up my order. The order doesn't show up. So I'm already pissed off and frustrated and trying to figure a few things out. I'm driving around town trying to grab what I can for the next couple of days so we can plan. And I get a call from somebody who I trust with my life. And she rarely ever spins out of control herself. So when she calls me and she's flipping out, Something inside of me snaps and goes, oh, crap. If she's not calm, I shouldn't be calm. Um, you know, talking about all these different things that are going on in the media and different things that are being said and people not being able to get food and all these different, all, all just a bunch of stuff in my ear, really. And um, so I can call Quincy. We can't get our meat. We can't get our food. I, I, I'm not really sure what we're going to do with this. And, um, that was the start of, you know what? Never mind. I'm fine. I'm fine. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll come up with something. Ooh, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. It, it didn't go that way. I, I struggle with anxiety as it is. So I thought I was doing really good with everything that was going on because me, I'm still in my head thinking we're getting on a plane in a few days. 
I just need to get enough food to take care of them while we're gone. We'll go on our vacation. We'll get back and, and we'll hit it. We'll just figure it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> if, if mama says K, Quincy goes, oh God, <laughs> something's wrong. But on top of the food situation, then we started getting the text messages. Babysitters are canceling. Flights are canceling. Events are canceling. Our whole nine-day plan just went out the window, and this is over a, like a four or five-day span. By Friday, I'm shut down. I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm not even acknowledging anybody other than to say good morning. Did you eat your breakfast? Did you get your meds? Is everybody okay? Okay, good. I'm going to my room. You want to go from there? Yeah, I mean. Um... You know, and uh, it may sound harsh for her to say, you know, these idiots panic buying. Really, the frustration was more on Sam's Club, and I hate to call Sam's Club out, but it's not the first time they've burnt us with an order anyway. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at people who were buying food. Understand, everybody who who went in and just bought all this crap off the shelf made it difficult for families who have more than four people in a house because a typical Tuesday for me. In Sam's or Costco or Walmart, you name it. My typical shopping is three times what the average household brings home. So when I go in and I come out with two baskets full, people are looking at me with the evil eye like I'm taking everything off the shelf. I'm not hoarding this, people. This is a week's worth of food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have eight teenagers. Hello. They don't eat, you know, an apple is not a snack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not in this house. So it's it was very frustrating for me to go places and be looked at funky because of what I'm doing or not be able to find what I need because people who have two kids decided they need to take 12 boxes of something because it was there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody i was just pissed because th there's more than families of four out there yeah and you know it, it gets frustrating with the people that uh like whoever the creep was that uh that bought the hand sanitizer like all of it and then started selling it on ebay to turn oh, a profit double i'm cool i'm totally cool with uh cap you know free market capitalism but if you're going to take advantage of somebody that's just garbage in my opinion and I don't really want to get into that very much, but I think that type of thing in your local area is probably what started people getting panicked to buy. I was at Walmart. There was no toilet paper. Some lady was going off on the Walmart worker about toilet paper, and it's like, why are you doing this to this person? I'm thinking, why Why are you doing this to this person? They have no control over this. Um, but it kind of started that panic situation, and we... You know, I try to do a, a, a pretty good job of, of maintaining a level head. And I could tell in your voice because we were trying to buy just our basic necessities. We were trying to buy our basic necessities and everybody's shutting down and there's long lines. And, you know, like you said, one of those things for you is just to really, you know, to make sure that there is food in the cabinet and that the, your the kids i was almost going to say yourself but the kids before anything are are fed and well cared for and so it started it started this ripple effect of you getting extremely anxious and you know your eyes they tend to 
they tend to change when you're in those moments and you start getting anxious about the way things are happening. You know, your your face, your composure, all kinds of things change. And then, you know, just normal kid activity becomes very hard to... Frustrating. ...to navigate through because these situations have you so uh, worked up and anxious. And so that's kind of, that's kind of how the journey rounds out there in this story is that, you know, we, we as guys have got to be able to notice when something is off with our wife and not to become antagonistic about it, but to know the right questions to ask, to know what she needs to open up because, she is in this case, honey. You were like basically in your own in your own world here, and you you were just ramping up with anxiety. I am used to having control when it comes to um, doing our grocery shopping. When it comes to making sure that the kids are fed. When it comes to basic house function, that's my. I'm, I'm the manager. This is my job. This is what I signed on for. This is what I get paid for. You go to work and you pay me so that I take care of the kids in the house. But this was a situation that I couldn't get around. I couldn't control it. I had no way of knowing. I mean, at the time, we weren't out of food. We weren't going to go hungry. We had enough to get us through for a few days, probably about two weeks worth. But because of what's happened in the past... These are trigger things for me that bring anxiety to the front. Um, we've had in, in past times, Quincy and I have had times where people had to bring us food because we were so broke and so empty. We didn't have enough to feed the kids. So my automatic thought process goes to, I can't go there again. I just cannot go there again. So um, I, I was struggling. And keep in mind, this is all happening at the same time where I've just flipped the switch and I'm doing things for myself and I'm getting myself better and I'm trying to be healthier and I'm giving accountability and control to other people for other things to help me. Okay, this is like I didn't sign up to give y'all control over this. This this was not part of the deal. So I had a lot of different variables. I was panicking about little things that were not so little to me. You know, I was worried about not being able to maintain my own program. What am I going to do if I can't find what I need? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do for the kids? Because all in the same week, school was canceled. Now we're going virtual. Autism is going virtual. Lord's going to have to help me through that one because I don't, I don't know what we're doing there. Um, you know, can I just give her crayons and color books and be happy for the next five months? Absolutely. Will the state let me do it? No. Damn it. <laughs> so I had all these different things. Now Quincy's dealing with work. His job is considered essential, so he has to work. He has to be there. He has to do what he needs to do, which I'm thankful for. We need that. But he can't be here. So I didn't know how to deal with all of these things, and I didn't know how to talk to you about it because I didn't really know what all was freaking me out. There were too many components. So my go-to when that happens, and Quincy can attest to this, I slowly start retreating little by little. And, and I started noticing it this time, which is good because at least we have a game plan now for, mm -hmm. I have a game plan, not just a marriage game plan. I have a game plan, right. but I didn't initiate 
the game plan soon enough. It was a little bit further into it before it clicked, but at least we figured it out. But it took you pointing things out to me for me to realize, okay, wait a minute, I'm, I'm doing this again. I'm not supposed to be doing this again. I'm not supposed to be going here mentally. I'm not supposed to be checking out. I'm not supposed to be letting things take me over. Um, but it used to be when I would get that way, we would get into arguments because I didn't know how to communicate it. Right. I didn't know how to tell you what was going on. And every little thing that you or the kids did just pissed me off because I was not right with myself. Yeah. So this is where our crazy good communication started coming into play because Quincy's learned to notice signs, you know, physical signs, emotional signs. Um, I started picking up on it. Little things that I start, I start touching you more. I, I need physical touch is my language. It's, it's my top right now, that and, and quality time. So it was like, I find myself grabbing your hand or rubbing your arm or seeking you out. It's grounding me. That's, that's just what it is. But you picked up on those things before I picked up on those things. Yeah. I'm, so. uh, I'm, I'm self-described as a very observant person. Now there's some things that I just flat out miss. I, you know, I can't, uh, there's some of your signs I can't pick up on. You have Gracie moments, but we all yeah, do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also, you know, other, other signs that I can't pick up on that I'm trying to get better at, but Overall, when it comes to um, what are you laughing? <laughs> uh, when it comes to uh, seeing how people act, I'm a pretty observant person. And when you know Coach Rita started teaching us about you know how to get our eyes focused on somebody's reaction, or for me to notice when things change, I know that. I know that you work through and you have worked through in the past anxiety, depression, worry, and things of this nature. So when those particular things start to, I don't want to say rear their ugly head, but when those things start to surface, I have to take a step back and start to start to observe what what's going on and 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 what is happening here so that I know. Now you had your what you were saying let me know that you were starting to go to panic mode and panic mode is not good especially when there's panic mode you retreat and there's amazon um <laughs> because and credit card <laughs> yeah because then panic buying um hurts that puts Quincy into panic mode, right. and that's a button we don't want to hit. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, there there was a financial element to it also because Jeannie's just doing what she thought was right. And um, the thing is, is that if you have a situation like that, it's like get your spouse involved quickly. And, and eventually she did, and finally, you know, I had to take some matters into my own hand where she was like, you know, the store's out of this, the store's out of that, the store's out of this, and it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, she is not fine. So I was leaving work, and uh, one of the gals at work told me that uh, there was a store that had plenty of things in stock that she went to on her lunch break, and I work about an hour and 20 minutes or so away from home, so that allowed me the opportunity to uh, run over to the store before I headed home and grab some things. And just before I left, 
sending a, a picture of the receipt that say, hey, I was able to pick some stuff up for you. So uh, just to ease your mind a little bit, um, I went and got, you know, the red potatoes and things that you couldn't find at the local grocery store. But I think what is important and we'll wrap this, you know, the journey part of this up is if you, the more you get to know your wife and the more you uh, grow and being able to communicate and being able to see what the signs are when she starts to spiral into a moment. And we all have moments, all of us. I've had some embarrassing moments and Jeannie's had to be there to really, really walk me through them because um, there's a few things that can just knock me off my feet um but when she started when when she started going there it's like you need to observe not be critical and try to fix her but you need to observe and then just try to start asking the right questions or if she's a physical touch person see you know go and hold her now for me i'm i'm uh i really enjoy physical touch but if i start to get anxious and frustrated don't touch him. Don't don't even come near me. I just need you to leave. Alabama's me alone. playing. We're at the end of the game. We're behind, and we've got to make this touchdown. Do not touch him. Back away. Don't ask <laughs> me for help in your homework. Don't ask me the, for the question of life. Don't come to me with something important. Dad, the house is on fire. I don't care. We got two minutes. Just just two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make it. Come on, Alabama. Oh, jeez. Anyway, um, and that's true. I don't care what's going on. Get out of my way when Alabama's on the TV. Um, whoever you are. Uh, well, you know, now we can pause it. Before, when you couldn't pause TV, oh my gosh, I was ready to choke some fools out. But uh, thank you to DVR now. Just, you know the part about DVR that's tough, and then I'll close this out, is when your family and friends text you for what's going on, and you've already alerted them to say, I'm behind. I'm not. Do not say anything. And they do it anyway. But, uh, well, that's a rabbit trail that could take yeah, us off. Yeah, I have the same problem with hockey, but it's okay. We'll keep going. <laughs> um, it's important that you pick up on these signs and that you have a strategy in place to begin to help your wife ease out of the spiral. And that's why when it's like, honey, are you okay? I'm fine. It's time to gear up. the 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 fire The fire truck phone or the phone at the fire station should be ringing. The alarm should be going off because when she's okay, she does not say "I'm fine." Now that's my wife. That may not be your wife. Um, that may not be your girlfriend or whatever. You've got to know her. Okay, that's where you get to learn and understand and grow in the knowledge of who she is more deeply you will begin to see what the signs are and then it's time to make a game plan so that you know how to help her get out of the spiral fair enough fair enough well thanks for listening to this episode of man versus marriage crazy good communication ah she's fine no big deal until next time man versus marriage the podcast the podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast. <laughs>